it's Sophia Franklin. You are listening to Sophia with an F. Hey, and the F is for phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is rated F. Never going in the gym. And before you brought up the personal trainer piece, I've had personal trainers. Doesn't matter. Can't do it. I can't get behind the gym. I just can't do it. And running, Josh, what are you running from? <laughs> Runners run from things. Can you feel it, Sloots? The days are getting warmer and spring has officially sprung, which means spring break is here. Which, for the older folk, that basically means people are going outside, they're staying outside, and they are staying out way longer. But the thing is, who wants to deal with those post-party struggles? I know I don't. I mean, I quite literally and physically can't at this stage of my life. And that's where my spring break essential comes in which is Taste Salud. Say goodbye to the Sunday Scaries with Taste Salud's hydrating drink mixes. Listen, I started my spring break a little bit early last weekend when my best friend Allie came to town and we had a night or two on the town and how I felt, honestly, come Monday morning was better than any spring break party you can imagine. And that is a rare occurrence for me and has only started happening since I've started drinking Taste Salud religiously. Because unlike those big name brands we all know, Salud knocks it out of the park with their one-of-a-kind flavors. I'm drinking one right now. And no, it's not because I plan on drinking any kind of alcohol, but just because I'm trying to get hydrated and energized, I'm obviously drinking the horchata flavor, but you got to enjoy flavors like cucumber lime, hibiscus, and they even have mocktails now. Say hello to Paloma and strawberry margarita. Filled with electrolytes and vitamins that support hydration and boost immunity with less sugar. I'm talking only one gram of sugar per stick. This is exactly what you need to get your Sunday fun day going, regardless of what the rest of the day entails. And here's the best part. They're sharing the love with all of my listeners. Enjoy 10% off your first purchase with the code SOFIA10 at checkout. That's S-O-F-I-A and the number 10 at TaySalud.com. Cheers to health this spring break season with TaySalud. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Sophia with an F. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. I have two very, very special guests with me. One in person. One is actually in New York because we are in L.A. On a Zoom call, Ben? Yeah. Is that what this is? I'm essentially like your outsourced IT. Like, think of me (laughs) in, like, India. Like, you you needed something. Your computer crashed. I'm here for you. (laughs) Yeah, Ben is just here to make sure everything runs smoothly, but I've got Josh Peck here and Ben Soffer. Is it Stoffer or Soffer? Soffer. There is no T. Okay. I always want to put a T there. I don't know why. Like Stouffer. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. wish. God, Great. I wouldn't be doing this podcast <laughs> if I was a Stouffer. Ugh. A hundred percent. Thank you so much for coming on, you guys. Yes. And yes. thank you for coming on ours. Thank you. The Good Guys is such an interesting name to me. Where did you guys get that name? We kind of danced around. We it was, There were a bunch of options, right, Ben? <laughs> yeah, we danced around a bunch of names, and ultimately we just looked at each other, and we're like, if anything's going to sum up the two of us, it's that we're just, we're good. We are just good guys. Like, we spoke about this <laughs> a lot on our podcast earlier, which everybody should listen to because Sophia was amazing and we had a great time. But we are like... Just good, wholesome, married, nice, funny Jewish men. <laughs> so we're good. Like, we're not great. 
right? Like we're not like amazing. We're, we're good. We're working on great. <laughs> we're trying. We're trying to get to great. So it felt like a realistic standard for us. We're we're the good guys. You can trust us. Come listen to our podcast. Become a part of our community. We're safe. Mm-hmm. We're good. But not good but good. not excellent guys. No way. Not even just, close. Just good guys no. though. No. Not bad. <laughs> well, how can you tell if a guy is a bad guy? Ooh. Where's too There's much a... leather? <laughs> Where's too much a leather? A chain on his wallet. Ooh, oh. that is such Ooh. a good one. Yeah. Ooh, the chain uh, on the wallet. And does it hook onto the pants? It should. And it did serve a purpose <laughs> if you had a motorcycle 40 years ago. But right. probably less now when you're driving a Prius. Honestly, yeah. like a, he- a heavy keychain is probably a red flag, like something with like 50 <laughs> to 60 keys. Like, I think that's probably not a good guy. Um, right. Someone so like, who's not cool to a waiter. Oh. Yes. Great one. And what's considered too much leather? Like, when is it too much? I think leather pants in collaboration with a leather jacket in collaboration with slick back <laughs> hair, like really heavy slick. I don't know. It just seems like too much to me. I'll tell you what's a big turnoff for me with men is when they really want to tell me what they're working on. Ooh. <laughs> I don't Ooh. give a fuck. And I, it's probably has something to do with crypto or some weird like scheme of yours. Right. Crypto, automatically not a good guy. Crypto is a tough, it's a tough one. More will be revealed, but right now uh, Coinbase is being being uh, sued by the SEC. Okay. <laughs> I feel like that struck a chord when I said the I was, crypto thing. I was just going to say, Josh, are you, are you like a massive crypto investor? Are you Sam yeah. Freed? Zero. I, I have zero. I've never, I don't understand what a wallet is. I don't know how to do it. It all seems like the dark arts. But yeah, I mean... I guess we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll be eating my words, right? Probably you not. You won't be. You won't be. You won't be eating your words. You okay, won't. good. And how did you guys meet? Ben put some put some money in my pocket. That's how. I did. In a in a past life, I ran influencer marketing companies and one of the companies that uh, or one of my clients was somebody that fit perfectly with Josh. Uh, and I DM Josh, and I don't know if I should say the company by name, which is why I had a weird stutter. But I guess I could just say Little Caesars. <laughs> You've said it before. I, I have Little said it Caesars? before. Yeah, Little now, Caesars. They have a new pretzel crust thing. Pizza, pizza. Show, uh, come, come see me, Little Caesars. Let's re up. I want to try that pretzel crust pizza you got. And by the way, now that I'm no longer a client on that side, maybe I could become a client on this side. So you know what? Little Caesars for all of us. Let's all manifest these great brand campaigns. But I thought Josh would be perfect for it. I slid into his DMs. I said, but, let's, let's, let's chat. And that's kind of how it we, happened. We were corresponding because we had mutual friends. You're right. You're we right. Had we had some ha- people. We had some contact before that maybe, but that was the real moment where Josh was like, oh, okay, you know, I should probably pay attention to this schmuck that's <laughs> lining my pockets. And then he thanked me with a lovely gift card to Mastro's. And if you haven't had their butter cake, you should certainly go and get it. And then okay. four years later, we're like, we should probably start a podcast. <laughs> so basically, Ben reached out to you to do an ad for Little Caesars. Is <laughs> well, that, am, am I when you that say it like that, it sounds so minimal. <laughs> um, yes. No, that's, I mean, Little Caesars are huge. No, it's great. Uh-huh. I, I was so honored to be working for number three in the four biggest fast pizza companies. <laughs> in uh, no, well, yeah, we definitely there goes have... there goes the sponsorship just like that. <laughs> Gone. I have never heard any pizza company sponsoring a podcast. Actually, me either. They they really need to look into that, Ben. Maybe you should reach out to your you know your old colleagues and let them know. I could. I could mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. So what did you do in this ad? I'm so like interested now. It was nice because it was a photo. So it was like, (laughs) I literally, I remember they sent this gigantic cardboard chair made of of Little Caesar pizza boxes. And it was something around the Super Bowl. So I had to like have a football and look butch and eat the pizza. And it was great. I went to my local Little Caesars, which if you haven't been... 
this free ad for <laughs> Little Caesars like, is upsetting me. Little Caesars with a C, you better start promoting on Sophia with an F. I, I'm going to bleep it out and I'm going to just send the episode to them and be like, do you want to get behind this or what are we doing? Yeah, but what an idea. <laughs> Oh my God, I've never even thought about that. Josh, we should start doing that on Good Guys. When we mention a brand too much, like Zyrtec or Crestor, we should send it to them. <laughs> yes. See if they want to sponsor it and only then release it. Wow, yes. what an idea. Mm-hmm. You know, I just re-upped, I'm a, I'm a high cholesterol king, and I just re-upped my Crestor medicine for 90 days. I don't mean to brag. And <laughs> <laughs> I got a bill for $11. Now, Baruch Hashem, I have good insurance, and mm-hmm. I know I'm very lucky to have that. But 11 bucks, and I saw what, what it, the full charge was, was, which was like $30. I was like, how is Crestor making any money? I'm worried about Big Pharma, is what I'm saying. Right. I just want to make sure they're making their fair share. Yeah. <laughs> I love how it went from the high cholesterol and then all of a sudden it just like ended with big pharma. (laughs) Yeah, you're welcome. That story just took a turn. But so you're self-proclaimed high cholesterol king. Yes. So what does that mean? I have genetic high cholesterol. I can't get away from it. Okay. I live I live good. Okay. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. Right. I run. Mm hmm. I do. I I wear these kinds of shoes. Supportive. (laughs) Are we both wearing new balances? Okay, they're also getting this episode sent to them. Love that. <laughs> like, and yet I can't lick it. I just, and every mm-hmm. time I go, it's a little bit, it's creeping up. So at 36, the doc was like, we might want to think about it. So I'm on the pills. Okay. Well, doctors know best, so. But, yeah. but it sounds like everything else is going amazing. Yeah, great. So you are sober. I am. Okay, love that. And you like to run a lot. Is the runner's high thing a real thing? Yeah, it's excellent. Really? It's really, you know what's cool and you tell me, I feel like, I like running because I feel like it's hard and that most people (laughs) can't do it. Mm -hmm. True, true. And it freaks people out. Like I remember when I I was younger and I was like working on getting in shape, I could never do a pull up or a push up in Mm -hmm. my entire life. And when I started getting good at those, because I'll watch people on like some crazy Equinox fancy weightlifting machine Mm -hmm. and I'm like, you can't pull yourself up above the bar (laughs) and i'm like i like to make shitty things doable and do them so much that they're less shitty okay yeah you like to do shitty things and make them doable yeah like find the torture you're comfortable with okay got it got it and running see i'm not a runner Mm -mm. what are what's your workout i do have a personal trainer Mm -hmm. that i work out with twice a week over zoom so similar to this ben (laughs) and he has completely just transformed my life right Mm. because working out was always i would do it for i don't know two weeks tops and then i would fall off the wagon with my trainer though i've been consistently doing it for over a year wow Mm -hmm. Wow. and are you doing it at home yes so you have like weights and yeah a yoga mat perhaps i have a yoga mat i have two resistance bands and i have a pair of eight pound weights Mm-hmm. It's pretty fabulous. I do have a humongous gym just a few floors down in my apartment building because I do have great amenities that I don't go to for whatever reason. Okay, we talked about this earlier and mm-hmm. I have some follow-ups. Mm-hmm. Are you renting or do you own? Renting. So the overall price is rolled into your rent. Yes. Which I'm guessing mm. ain't cheap. No, no. So, mm. oh, wow. Because I really believe, I love an amenity. Mm-hmm. And I I remember I grew up in New York and we lived in a two-bedroom apartment. Or I'm sorry, we lived in a 500-square-foot apartment that we made two bedrooms out of. Bedrooms without windows. Okay. So when I moved to LA, I was 14. And we moved into an apartment complex that was seedy as shit. But it was a two-bedroom apartment that was 1800 a month. We had a racquetball court, a pool. <laughs> security guard monday night dinners right and i was like i'll never move i didn't move till i was 29 
29 you lived with your parents until you were 29 no i got my mom an apartment when i was 18 okay. <laughs> it's like whoa okay i stayed in the apartment i literally tried to convince my wife i was like you know we could just <laughs> stay here <laughs> she was like i'll die and would you use up all the amenities let's go to the pool let's do this like it was mine really like if i went to the gym and there were too many people here i was like this is unacceptable <laughs> like but it was the best wow see i have a pool i've never ever stepped foot in it not yep. once wow that's but the problem with amenity buildings and that's actually why i despise them because you never know how much of that they're putting into your rent josh you pointed it out perfectly <laughs> and that's why i live in a beautiful perfect non-amenity building the only amenities i need doorman essential mm -hmm. essential amenity right yes. i guess you could call that or is that a luxury that's not really an amenity right doorman super but the pool nope never going in the pool never no. going in the pool the gym to your point Never going in the gym. And before you brought up the personal trainer piece, I've had personal trainers. Doesn't matter. Can't do it. I can't get behind the gym. I just can't do it. And running, Josh, what are you running from? <laughs> Runners run from things. And it's fine. I'm just saying, like, it's therapy. It's a good thing. <laughs> it's it a is. good thing. It's therapy. I People live by the beach, and my kids go to bed at 6.30 and 8. And once that's done, last night, I kid you not, I got on my sneakers and 8.30 <laughs> at night. I ran from 8.30 to 10. You wanna see my steps? 8.30, I actually do. See, I'm into this kind of thing, the steps, for sure. Do you just track it on your phone? I do, I should wear like a Apple Watch or something, but I don't. That's 14 miles. That's, that's really crazy. 20, 26,000 is a lot, but Josh, I just wanna let you know that I walk an average of 9,100 a day, and I don't have any scheduled runs. That's pretty good. That that's is. A, that's incredible. Wait, I wanna look at mine now, because I think it's gonna be very, very scary. Health and or fitness app on, on the iPhone. Oh, can I just go to this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Let's see, resting energy, 900, how is that possible? 972 <laughs> steps today, that's it? It's day's not done. That's true, and but we, that's alarming. And then on average, I'm doing 3,082 steps. Not bad, but how is Josh, it? Josh, you don't have to lie to me. But, uh, and yet you look so much better than Ben and I. So <laughs> what are we talking about? Facts, facts. <laughs> so clearly it has nothing to do with running. It has everything to do with genetics. So I blame my parents. It is what right. it is. Well, it's the true. thing is I've heard the whole 10,000 steps a day thing. Cause remember that was a whole thing. Yeah. And now, and then I got obsessed with it, you know? And I was like, oh my God, we got to hit 10,000 steps. Obviously not that obsessed. Obviously it wasn't that influential, but then I heard it was like just a scam. Like it wasn't like, the science behind it was not even accurate. I think it's a scam as much as, remember celery juice was mm -hmm, hot? Mm -hmm. And people were like, it's magical. It's like a miracle thing. It's like, no, it's not. You're just hydrating in the morning. <laughs> and there's probably, it probably has like a diuretic function. So it's kind of making you regular. Right. Like, so that all tracks, but it's not magic. Yeah. You're consuming a vegetable yeah. every day. Right? With a lot of water in it, which most people aren't getting enough water. Yes, I totally agree with that. But I don't know, the 10,000 steps thing was soul crushing to me. Speaking of, how many people do you know on Ozempic? Mm, okay, they have not told me, but <sighs> I just know. You know what I mean? That's right. Actually, I do know, so I have a few friends that have told me, but I would say, I know about like eight people, I would say, right now, currently. Isn't that, and how many people do you know on Crest Store? Just me? Okay. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, you're actually the first one. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, my grandpa. No. <laughs> Have you guys seen the documentary Fantastic Fungi on Netflix? Yes. Mm -hmm. No. Josh, if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. It's not all about, it's really not about psychedelics. Like some of it is. But I bring it up because there are two very interesting mushrooms that I am gonna start taking, and I'm gonna let you guys know how they are. They're not magic mushrooms, they're regular. One is called Lion's Mane. Have you heard I, of Lion's Mane? I took it today. Oh, okay, oh. So what do you think of it? I'm a big Lion's Mane guy, cognitive mushrooms, chaga, cordyceps, love it. Believe in it, Oh, I'm in. Great, so wow. the other one was cordyceps. I ordered both of them. So you endorse my usage of these powerful fungi. 
Yeah, shout out my friend's company, Four Sigmatic, who are like the first people in the space. What the hell? You have a friend's company? I paid out of pocket for that <laughs> shit. You should know better. Hit me up. I, didn't, I got connections I didn't, all I over didn't, the place. I didn't even know. I paid $79.99 plus shipping from Australia. Cancel. Who knows if they'll ever even come? Cancel. <laughs> no, I already got the shop pay notification that they sent it out. It's on its way. I can't. I, I can't do it. But I bring it up because... Maybe the 10,000 steps isn't real. Maybe the mushrooms aren't real. But I hear good things about the fungi. I do. Well, it sounds like Josh is here, like he's the living truth, right? And you're here to tell us they're life-changing. Are I, they? I think. <laughs> I think it's helping. I sure do tell myself. My mind can blow things up to such proportions. It's um, My mind is yeah. the Macy's Day Parade. It just floats, <laughs> taking up the street all day long. Uh -huh. how, how about for you? Yes. I think if you're talking about just blowing things out of proportion, if mm. that's what you're referring to, yes, I'm right there with you. What's your major fear? Oh, this is so easy. I mean, I have a ton. Tsunamis. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but actually... Have you seen the movie The Impossible, either of you? With Naomi Watts? Mm -hmm. I haven't. Too sad. Me neither. It's, yeah, I, I mean, it it just scarred me and changed my life forever. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even... <laughs> Wouldn't it have been amazing if any time anybody over the last two podcasts asked if they saw a movie, the other two had seen it? That, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the fourth one. Josh has seen nothing. <laughs> But sorry, but continue with the tsunami documentary. Sorry for that. So, well, I, you know what? It's not even about the documentary. The worst fear is tsunamis. And I had that fear in Utah, which is alarming because that would never happen there. <laughs> and then heights. And I floor to ceiling windows. But I'm so scared of heights. So I don't know. Wow. That's a, that's a big tell that you're doing well if you live above floor 40. Like, Thank you. Yeah, no one's ever like, grew up in the projects. <laughs> My apartment was on the 72nd floor. <laughs> right. Wait, that's actually such a good indicator, right? It is. It, what? It's also a good indicator that you're overpaying in a big amenity building. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, why am I paying money for a Zen garden? You, you know what I mean? I, like, I, I don't need to go to the Zen garden. But now that you say that, I wish I had a Zen garden. Right. Well, I mean, I do like to throw it in people's faces, right? Like all the yeah. amenities and like take a picture in it. But it's still, it's like, I'm, I don't, I don't use them or utilize them. Mm -mm, mm -mm. You said you have a lot of influencers in your building. Are they, because in my experience, especially in LA, the only thing, the only people utilizing the amenities are influencers for their stupid content, me included. <laughs> <laughs> also, I love Beautiful. how I tell them what floor I'm on. Just anyone listening, please feel free to stop by. Like, it's just absolutely insane. This is gonna be the most pretentious, annoying thing I will ever say on this podcast. Postmates or DoorDash or any food delivery, they are not allowed to bring the food up anymore, mm -hmm. which is why I'm leaving because that's insane. Like, why am I ordering Postmates, right? Oh, yeah. you're, and your doorman doesn't bring it up either because my building, they don't allow Postmates or DoorDash, but the doorman will bring it up, which I love. It adds a nice layer of security. But for you, it's making you go floor down to the lobby to get your food. You might as well have gone out to eat. That's what I'm saying. It's absolutely bonkers. It's, wow, it's that's, ridiculous. That's terrible. I know. That's terrible. I know. Wow. Th thank you. Thank you for feeling my pain. Because sometimes I feel very spoiled. Well, that is yep. a very spoiled thing to say. Is it? I don't think I don't think so. You're paying a delivery fee for it Thank to be delivered. You. If it was pickup, you know, the building should fork over some of that fee. Thank you. You know what? I'm going to bring it up to the the owner of the unit right you after should. this podcast and yeah. I'm sure he will actually give a fuck no he won't. They also just said September my rent is going up $700. That's is, wild. Is that allowed? Like is that legal? Can you do that? It it's yeah. always a percentage of the rent you're paying now. So you're doing great, Sophia. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know. I'm like, could I be more annoying on this episode? I'm like, floor, and oh my God. And I have to go downstairs in the elevator to get my food. <laughs> I, I remember I was, um, I was working in Canada and I had to quarantine for two weeks in Toronto. 
because it was right at the end. It was like the last weeks of the pandemic or, or the quarantining time in Canada. And you cannot leave your apartment for two weeks, right? Because right. they want to make sure. And like, absolutely. And, and, you know, guests in the country. But so you're Amazoning, you're, you're doing Instacart, Postmates, yeah, you know, everything. everything. And I'm sitting there and I have nothing to work out with. And like, I've got thick boy syndrome. Like literally <laughs> the horrors of my childhood are like, you got to do something. And so I order weights from Amazon. Uh-huh. And I like explicitly say, even the guy calls me. He's like, I'm downstairs. I'm like, please come up oh, and shit. just leave it out. Just leave it outside the door. <laughs> like I can't come down there. And he was like, I'm leaving it. I'm like, do not leave it. And, <laughs> and so I waited uh-huh. till like four in the morning. Now the truth is there were, you were so terrified because if Canada caught you breaking quarantine, you could do six months in jail and or get an $800,000 fine. That's oh that's God. insane. Which that's was crazy. Because they it wasn't as bad there in, in certain areas and they were like, We're letting you here in here to work, you have to be cool. So I waited till like three in the morning. And because I, I knew where it was. It was right by the elevator. I'm like, I'll wait till three in the morning. I'm gonna put on like twenty masks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, was there like a hall monitor or like what's happening? I was terrified and I got in the elevator and I like see the package and then I just hear like voices coming down and, it, and I'm like, and I'm literally like, I'm going to Canadian jail. Like it's all <laughs> over and I'm sure it's going to be lovely because everything about Canada is lovely. Thank God I did not see anyone or was not near anyone. And I grabbed my weights and went back upstairs. But okay. So you continued with the mission. I finished the mission. Okay. So you grabbed the weights and you went back up. Got the weights, 20 masks deep and my abs and my... My tries were thanking me for it. Really? And what did you refer it? You said you have thick boy. What was it? Thick boy syndrome. Okay. That means you were curvaceous is what you're saying. I was more curvaceous mm. than I am now, but in general, <laughs> I, I need I, to, I need to put that work in. I like that term. I think we need to add that term curvaceous. Curvaceous. Yes. It's yeah, a, it's a, I like it. Thank you. So Josh. I was actually gonna intro you as Josh from Drake and Josh. And then I was like, will he be annoyed? And then Ben, I was actually gonna intro you as Ben, aka boy with no job, aka Claudia Oshry's husband. Mm -hmm. And I thought maybe you'd be offended by that. Would you guys have been offended by either of those intros? Well, you you sort of introed us as them just now. So if (laughs) if you were offended, (laughs) that is the least offensive thing to me. Okay. Being Claudia's husband is the light of my life, and being boy with no job is just a fantastic Instagram account that I love very much. So no, why would I, why would I take offense? And for Josh, I will speak for him. Drake and Josh was an unbelievable show that was robbed of Emmys and robbed <laughs> mm-hmm. of royalties, but what's not to love? I mean, Drake and Josh was the best show on television. And I love, Ben, you sound very, very PR trained with your with your response. You're like... He does, right? Right. There's no better title in the world I could have as Claudia's husband. No, but I mean, if I was married to Claudia, I would do the same thing. She's a queen. It's a, it's a queen, brag. Queen. Yes, mm-hmm. 100%. Queen. So, Josh, on Drake and Josh, I'm so interested because how old were you on the show? Uh, 14 and 19. Oh my God, 14. Was that like your first gig type thing or did you start acting and stuff when you were younger? Yeah, I grew up in New York and I started doing stand-up comedy when I was like 10 years old. Stop. (laughs) Yeah. At 11 o'clock at night, they would sneak me into the comedy clubs because they would lose their liquor license. Yeah, I'm like, wait, what? Because, I mean, comedy clubs, there's drugs, there's alcohol. I mean, comedians are, you know. Yeah, they're dirtbags. They're kind of crazy. You were 10 years old doing stand-up comedy. Yeah, and I was just there and I would like mess with the crowd and I had a really high voice and I'd be like, hey, I'm here looking for my dad. Just kidding, I never, I never <laughs> met him. <laughs> like, And I'd make fun of kids at school and old jokes my mom used to tell. And yeah, I mean, my mom is older, so God bless her, she just had her 79th birthday. Mm. And she's a single mom as well. And oh, so okay. we have that in common. And so... I was like her little project. She was in her early 50s. I was mm-hmm. 10. And it was just her and I. So when I started having a bit of a talent for this thing, she's like, I'm going to support this. 
Okay, so it was you. Like, you wanted to be on the stage, and you were like, Mom, I belong on, like, the big screen type of thing. I don't know if I, like, I never thought of it for the fame part. I just, like, the way that a kid who plays t-ball is like, well, I want to play in the majors one day because that's like the best version of the thing I love. Right. When I would watch people on television or sitcoms, I was like, well, yeah, that's just at the high level of the thing I'm doing in my school play. Yes. And I was also like, and these kids suck. (laughs) (laughs) My fellow eighth graders are not committing. (laughs) Right. You're like, I just did a show at Caroline's last week and I don't know what these losers are doing. I did a weekly show at Caroline's on Sundays, midday show, like two. Stop. Comedy don't do good in the daylight. No. (laughs) I was the youngest, but it would be like a young person show. So like 10 to 18. Oh, okay. That was like the crowd. It was like 10 to 18 year olds? No, that was the the people performing. Oh, got it, got it, got it. But yeah, the crowd was like usually families and, and stuff like that. Okay, like that, younger kids. Got yeah, it. that was my, uh, what do they call it? That, that was my residency. <laughs> <laughs> my weekly gig. That is incredible that at 10 years old, you just had the balls to, because I think stand-up comedy is the hardest art form right like the hardest thing to do in entertainment i mean you would know more than me but to me it it seems like the most difficult thing and at 10 years old you're like yeah i think that's my calling let's fucking go but it's also why i think like i've never been i've only been skiing once Mm -hmm. and it was five years ago and i was like oh i got to this too late right there are certain things skateboarding gymnastics yeah where when people are like taking it up at 26 i want to be like what are you nuts like (laughs) you need to get good at this when fear of injury is not first and foremost in your mind so i was 10 like true it sucked to bomb and i definitely did sometimes Mm -hmm. but i also was like what's the worst that can happen yes yeah i mean i agreed with all of those sports except i think skiing you can really pick up at any age no should i yes do you ski you're from utah yes i do ski and you can definitely pick it up i like lodge life i like being in a ralph lauren sweater (laughs) drinking hot chocolate Mm -hmm. getting a grilled cheese it's the best Mm -hmm. it's just you like the cozy vibes oh a candle but i guess you don't really need a candle because there's a fireplace Right? Was the Sundance Film Festival at all a part of your life growing up? Every year. Did you live near Park City? I live like 30 minutes away from Park City. Mm. So that was, yeah, that was a big thing. I love the Sundance shorts. It's gone a little bit downhill, I think. For sure. You know what I mean? Like people are not so much there for the film. It's Coachella. It's movie Coachella. Thank you. Like that's kind of what it's become. It's like, do we do that to everything? Because Coachella is now, like it's no one, I mean, I wouldn't want to go to Coachella. I feel like everything like over time just ends up being not cool anymore. You're 100% right. And corporations and gentrification fucks it up and do you guys find that i think what's happening is a bit of a reckoning in new york right because like the big annoyance was in the mid-aughts like new york's not cool anymore you know it's just like it's so corporate and now everyone's complaining that it's the crime and the thing's going downhill but i'm like it's gonna become cool again because Mm. the rich people will move out and the artists will come back who could never afford it at that price and they'll make it cool again and then you suits will come in and ruin it. (laughs) So, okay, so we're saying Sundance and uh, Coachella have a chance to be cool again. It's got it, but it's got a crash. Got it. I I think it's all perspective, right? Like you can go into Sundance for the cool factor and Sundance is gonna stink. But if you Mm -hmm. wanna go there and like great movies, you can. And the same thing's sort of said for Coachella, right? Mm -hmm. If you go there, not like looking to do drugs and looking to post on social media and you're just going there because it's still some of the best musical acts, period. I think it just depends on the perspective and the reason you're going. Like Coachella's not for me right now, but it could be under the right circumstances. I am the person making it not cool because I'm talking about it being not cool, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, that was a fucking wake up call for me. And thank you for putting me in my place. I'm like, no, I'm single handedly making these things not cool. 
And back to New York for a second, Josh, because New York is always freaking cool and it's the best. <laughs> and I have a question for Sophia because Josh and I talk about this all the time. The New York versus L.A. of it all, even though there's no competition, L.A. is just so inferior to New York. Sophia, somebody that currently lives in New York is currently in Los Angeles. Do you have an opinion on this debate? So I have talked about this many a time and I absolutely despise Los Angeles. Despise. Why? I think it's, I don't think it's cute. Mm. I think New York is very cute. That's, that's the number one thing. The people, although it could just be like the people that I meet, I'm sure there are great people in Los Angeles, but <laughs> um, the people, I don't think it's very cute. And I don't know, just something about it. Ben, why don't you like it? I don't like it because I think it's one funny not to like it. And when you tell somebody <laughs> from L.A. that you don't like L.A., they're like, oh, what? How, <laughs> right. can that, how can that possibly be the land of opportunity? So I think it's funny. Mm-hmm. Two, I think that they overrate their weather and they're stuck in this like 2010 California travel commercial with... Arnold Schwarzenegger at the helm talking about you must come to California for perfect weather. Terrible. Maybe a terrible, terrible, terrible accent. <laughs> that- was that more Dracula? <laughs> Whatever. The weather stinks. Stinks. Every time I go, it's either cloudy or it's rainy. And the biggest thing with LA is they say weather and they say fame. And I want you to know I have never had good weather in LA and nobody's ever made me more famous in LA. So I like New York, especially because on top of all those things, New York is charming. As you mentioned, the food is fantastic. Mm. Clubs, clubs open till whenever you want. So many more restaurants, walking distance. There's always, it's a 24 seven city. So much just cultural diversity and Mm -hmm. fun and just greatness. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so. (laughs) You really just shit on Los wow. Angeles. I mean, so I'm, 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 I'm just this saying. Guy is like I'm just saying jo- with Eric Adams. Apparently, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, Josh. If you grew up in Los Angeles, do you really think you'd be where you are today? There weren't those comedy clubs for you to do at ten years old. Oh, just the comedy store, the improv, and the laugh factory. <laughs> they would, they, they wouldn't let you in. I um, no, they're not, they're not cool. I, they're not cool I, enough. I think they're the horrible. Cool I, I think the horrible truth is, and and I could go off on New York all day. Is that both these places suck? I don't want. Oh. I don't want to live in either no, anymore. You're really? so right. He's I'm right. So He's right. Over it. He's and, right. And maybe it's because right. I'm an old man with two kids in yeah. my mid thirties. But like, I, it's so funny. And it, I would never live in Texas. But my buddy Ryan Holiday lives in Texas and. And he's huh. he's pretty reasonable, and he lives in Austin. Which mm. obviously, if you're gonna live in Texas, actually Dallas is nice too. And he's like, it's so great because I'm three hours from New York, mm-hmm. and I'm three hours from LA, and I'm two hours from Miami, and I'm two hours from Chicago. I was like, I've never heard a better reason to move to Austin than that. And the taxes. Oh, the taxes, and and obviously it's a liberal outpost in, in a wild ass state. But I was like, I, wait, I could be here and like enjoy a mm-hmm. nice suburban slice of of loveliness right get away from like the rat race and then if i gotta go anywhere it's a three like i don't have to worry about getting delta one because <laughs> I, doesn't sound doesn't sound like you had it sophia uh in in the window seat nevertheless no. <laughs> i thank you for I, humbling jo- me because my head was like up here sophia earlier. i don't i don't fly it either too expensive i was res- one i respect that you're not flying it Thank you. It's crazy, right? It's like 3,000, 4,000 bucks. I'm not doing that, are you? Every once in a while. You deserve it. Every once in a while, I'll allow. It's like a little treat. Austin sounds boring, just how you explained it. I know. I, <laughs> I feel I know. like that's why I love it, it. It no, if I were, you know, single and crushing mm-hmm. it for sure. For I was just making this movie in uh, Asheville, North Carolina and I was obsessed. But 
Yeah, I've, but I've also, I've lived in major cities. I mean, Ben's a hard body karate New Yorker till the day he dies, but <laughs> I've either lived in New York or Los Angeles, so maybe the, the back nine of my life is a little slower. Yeah. You brought up a great point, which is the truth, that New York and LA, at some point, both, there's something to be desired that's missing, which is just a slower pace, a nicer life, the rat race that you enjoy also is very stressful, even if you don't realize it directly or not. Just living in Manhattan is stressful. It's impossible for it not to be. The hustle and bustle of everyday life, and it's the same thing with L.A., because if you're not stressed out in L.A., then you have so much money that you found a way to not be stressed out. And I think it's the same <laughs> thing with New York, actually. So I take it back. Maybe you just need to reach a certain level of wealth. But mm. Austin, Texas, I don't know. Austin like is like a, it's kind of like LA like L Austin's cool I like Austin's proximity I couldn't agree more but I don't know it's I'd rather we I think we've spoken about this like a like let's just get a cabin in the woods something in like a Montana hang out get some horses live on the land live off the land it's cold wow that just took a turn Ben you're like New York Manhattan the bustle of the city to a cabin in the woods in Montana but also Utah where you're born and bred I love Utah I love it especially like the I don't know if you do you know Camus Utah I've been to yes. Camus yes 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 L lovely it's like ranches and horses and fun and chill and gorgeous yeah but I mean gorgeous. not but not to live every day no, absolutely Interesting. Not. I don't yeah, think no, so. Yeah, no, I guess not. No, I guess not. We're yeah, building. We're so. growing. <laughs> and <laughs> The fact that we just talked about geography for that long is that that's how you know you guys are very good podcasters because <laughs> only the three of us could go back and forth about LA, New York and end up with a Utah cabin in the woods. Like, I don't even know. Okay, but Josh, back to <laughs> you being a childhood star. I just want to know. Can we talk about geography? You're <laughs> 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 like, like, but back to Ben's bring point up, about <laughs> bring up bring up the topography of New York State. So then yeah. there's the Adirondacks, <laughs> Buffalo. Fun fact about New York, quickly, <laughs> not to digress again, but New York really doesn't get enough credit for being two completely separate states. California does get that with the Southern California and the Northern California. But New York, you go up there and it is just rednecks. Ben, rednecks in wilderness. Ben, thank you so much for bringing it back. And thank you so much for now, for sure, wrapping it up and we're putting a period on the end of that conversation. <laughs> okay, Josh, is this like what Ben does when it's about you? It's and he's just <laughs> I, I just love him. I can't get enough of the guy. I wish I knew him longer than, I wish I knew him my whole life. Yeah, I love how I'm like, okay, so Josh, childhood stardom, and Ben just starts going off. I'm like, okay, is this is this a trend? Is this like something you Josh, always do? Josh, we have our whole life to come, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Josh, childhood star, I need to know, because Drake and Josh was on Nickelodeon? Yes. Okay. And you were uh, you were on the Amanda Bynes show. Okay. What were the parties like? The Nickelodeon, like, was Jamie Lynn Spears pre-pregnancy taking shots with Amanda Bynes in the corner? Like, what were the outings like that you guys would have? I'm so curious. We, we were so young. Like, it was before, I'm sure there was, like, little bits of intrigue going on. <laughs> but for the most part, it was bowling really if you had a rap party at a bowling alley in la your show was successful like wow if, okay if you had a sampler platter and like unlimited bowling and they were handing out like arcade cards that like, was the cool thing yeah i mean i'm uh, there was probably once we got like 16 17 there was probably a circle of people who were sort of proving all of the stereotypes right but right. i just I love Amanda Bynes, mm -hmm. and I I love being on her show. I love being her friend. I talked to her. I ran into her a few years ago, and we, you know, kept up for a couple months. And but I just think she's like literally one of besides being a great person, she's one of the greatest performers. Oh my ever. god, she's a man. I like, mean, that performance oh, is unbelievable. Just, movie, she's unbelievable. Comedic genius. She is. Did she get an award for that? Because if not, she absolutely should have. I mean, Channing at his height. Yes, yes. Cute as cute gets. Uh, so hot. I love, I would say hot. 
Channing, hot there. Him and, and that and Coach Carter. I'll take that any day over this magic oh mic. Wait, <laughs> Coach Carter? Who played who played him? Sam Jackson. Oh my god, he's so fucking funny. That was that movie is incredible. It's great. But, I love any movie like that though. Right. Finding Forrester, Coach Carter. The, I'm in. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, so there wasn't like alcohol, dry, like you guys like weren't crazy. No, I did that s- separately by myself uh, in, <laughs> okay. in, in my apartment. <laughs> okay, so you were doing that just not at the bowling alley with everyone else. When I got older. <laughs> okay, when you got older. Like how old are we talking? I was, I probably was a cliche from 18 to 21, sowing my wild oats and just being dumb, which is not rare for, I would imagine most people college age to be experimenting and making bad decisions. Mm-hmm. I just had a very specific, unique set of circumstances. Yeah. yeah. Yes, you did. So you got sober at 21? I did. Congratulations. That's like, <laughs> that's huge. Thanks. I, you know, it works great for me. Um, uh-huh. And it's allowed me to become like a pretty, hopefully respectable dude. And you I, are. I you got are. married and I always, I laugh because my wife thinks I'm like such a square. And I am now pretty much. <laughs> But she'll like laugh, like, and I have my, my one of my best friends, uh, my buddy Len, we've known each other since we were 13, and mm. we used to roll together like you would not believe. Okay. And he's a sober guy too, and he'll look at my wife sometimes and be like, you think the Josh you have now is the Josh that was always there. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. <laughs> he's like, you should have seen him at 19, 20, yeah. 21. And she would have run away screaming because it was just a mess. Right. Yeah. Yes, 100%. Well, congratulations, that's huge, because I mean, you've been sober for how many years now? 15 years. 15 years? Yeah. And at 21, I mean, that's just like, that's such a huge accomplishment. I don't know if I'll ever be sober, Uh but I would like to, you know, maybe cut back a little bit. The thing is drinking and all of those things, like when I was younger, I could do it. And now it's like, I have a hangover for two and a half weeks, you know, emotionally. And I'm like, why why am I even Mm -hmm. still doing this for what? I think that's a good point. And as the owner of an alcohol company, then <laughs> what are your thoughts on it? And I love alcohol, and that's why I continue to do that. <laughs> and Sophia loves Spirit Society. She's come to many an event and is a proud drinker. And I have never now, had I w- a hangover from one, ever. <laughs> and I will say that as I get older as well, I'm more a fan of sessionable drinking, right? So Spirit Society in particular, I made 6% because it's something in between a glass of wine and a beer where you can have, again, if you're able to, one or two, and it's like a nice, it's not, you're not going to be hung over the next day. It's a, it's a casual, relaxing beverage, especially for like a beach or a pool or whatever. That said, for me, I drink far less than I used to. I too, like, Sophia, if I I used to be able to drink on Tuesday nights again, like this is like clubbing eras, like Tuesday nights, Thursday nights, Friday nights, Saturday night, and then you grow up, and either you become sober if it became a real problem, mm-hmm. or you dr- do drink less. I think that it's a tall tale sign of somebody that at some point you should slow down because it definitely hurts your body if you drink that much, no matter if it's a problem or not. <laughs> So I now just drink on weekends, really, because if I drink on a Tuesday night, I won't feel good on a Wednesday, and I have just too much shit to do to not feel good on a Wednesday. But I love people who drink. <laughs> I do. I love how you just came back with that. <laughs> a lot of people, I hate, I hate this, when people go like, do you mind if I, and I'm like, you're a grown up. Drink yo drink. Like I'm good. Fifteen years in, like don't I, I appreciate that some people are a little bit like careful o- around me with what they're consuming. Mm-hmm. But if my wife goes out and has a margarita or her sisters, like people are drinking and and they're not me, so they can like handle it yeah. and they become chatty and fun and dance. Yes. Like that's that's lovely. Yeah, like yeah. You're, you don't frown upon it. No, not at all. I just I frown on guys who get angry. Ooh, yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. And to Ben's point, I don't need to have a hangover for two and a half weeks if I just decide to drink responsibly, right? Like yeah. that's really what it comes Ser- down to. Seriously, yes. yeah. 
Or like take after The Rock. The Rock has that one Sunday cheat meal where it seems like he eats 900,000 calories on Sundays. Like just black out every Saturday. But the other days, just like take it easy. We are not promoting blacking yeah. out. <laughs> I'm like. I'm, who said anything about blacking out? <laughs> Where am I? Is this Inception? <laughs> I love it. There's nothing more, though, that I do love when I will see people like my sister-in-law or like somebody who's hurting the next day after a drinking escapade. Mm -hmm. And I will just do things. I'll be like, I might go out for a run. I might have a tuna fish sandwich. <laughs> and they're like... I'm dying. Like, right. They're like, I need electrolytes. Speaking of, uh, Sophia's podcast is sponsored by Liquid IV. <laughs> no. <laughs> any any electrolyte sponsorships? You know what? Not right now, but hopefully after I send Liquid IV this episode, <laughs> yes. I have to send this episode to like 50 potential sponsors now. It's interesting that your sister-in-law has issues with tuna fish when hungover, because that to me is an absolute go-to. Give me a tuna salad sandwich on a bagel. I guess it's... it's a, either hungover or not hungover. I just love tuna, but that's a, like, I have no issues. Yeah, thank you, Ben. Thank you so much for coming in with your feelings on tuna fish. Like, this episode brought to you by Bumblebee. Yeah, I'm like, but I mean, Josh, you, you're like the dad who wakes up before everyone and then tells everyone about it, right? Yeah, I do talk. I, yeah, I mean, I'm up. Like, yeah. I was up today at, at 5.45. Wow. Ben, what about you? 7.30. Not bad. Wow. That's not bad. Okay. I'm like a 9 a.m. earliest type of gal. Not bad either. Okay. Can you stay in bed after you wake up? No. I'm out of that thing. Mm -hmm. I Getting in bed, there's nothing better. And in the morning, it's like, ugh. <laughs> I want out. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, I will have like a lazy Sunday though, where I'll just stay in bed and watch movies, put the towel out and eat food off of it. You never do that? No, never. Your I, wife would kill you. She's a she's a chiller. She can do it. Oh, okay. But I got something called Spilkis, mm. also known as Ants in the Pants. Love it. I can't, I gotta go. Okay. Yeah. Love that. Okay, so I know we have to wrap this up. You guys are both hilarious. I wanted to talk to you about a hot tub etiquette, but I don't think we're gonna have time. Josh and Ben, thank you so much for coming on. Where can they find you? Do you guys have anything you wanna promote, plug? Our podcast with you. Mm -hmm. Good guys. What an honor. And yes. thank you. You're just so lovely. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you. And Ben, do you have anything to say for yourself? Nothing about yes, tuna or geography, yes, thank please. You, thank you for having us. Uh, first and foremost, <laughs> New York is split into two areas. The northern part. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, listen to the good guys, please. Watch everything that Josh is in. He's an esteemed actor and he's in a ton of wonderful stuff. <laughs> And when Oppenheimer comes out, check it out. Check out Spirit Society, the absolute beverage of our generation. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you can follow us at Shua Peck and Boy With No Job on Instagram. And Shout out some more brands you we, we all want to work with. Shout out Rolex. <laughs> Yeah. Shout out. Everyone, Rolex is good. Everyone yell out your dream sponsor Shout right now. Shout out Adam and Eve. I have a butt plug in right now. You, <laughs> you never know. You never know because of Adam and Eve. I'm, I'm going to put, I'm going to beep out every single sponsor that we said on this episode. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Pfizer and the vaccine. <laughs> Thank you think so I'll, much. I'll take I'll take the New York Tourism Board. That'll be my sponsor. <laughs> okay, thank you so much, guys. And yes, I did go on their podcast, and it was incredible. Go check it out and listen. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye bye.